today on The Breakdown. It's the final table of the 5K buying at the Big Four, the Seminole Hard Rock. I know that's a lot of words, but what we're talking about is there's a lot of money on the line, and Sean Winter, yeah, that's right, Sean Winter, he's a top 100 money list guy. He's playing a pretty big hand at the final table against Shalom El-Harar. And let me tell you, Sean Winter's the kind of guy who isn't just going to sit back and let this tournament happen to him. No, he's going to shove his chips down your freaking throat. But, you know, only metaphorically, of course. Anyway, he tries to do that metaphorically to El-Harar, and we're going to talk about it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Yeah, so for those of you who aren't like super tuned tuned into like the super high rollers and stuff, Sean Winter is a guy who plays hundred Ks and things like that. Yeah, um, he's not one of the more well known of those guys, but he he is forty seventh all time in on the money list. He's got fourteen million in earnings, and he plays the super high rollers. So this is like a small tournament for him. This five K, and he's not going to be money scared like these other players. Like for right. example, Shalom El Harar, his opponent in this hand. Had a, a good score over the summer. He had an over 100K score in the little one for one drop, got fifth. But that's not like enough to make it feel like this money is nothing because it's 70K for ninth or nine players remaining and 700K for first. Before that, Shalom's biggest score was 16K. So mm-hmm. this is like a big spot for this guy. And I assume for a lot of the other players at the table, except for Joseph Chong, who is also at the table. Yeah. So Sean Winter is like the, the guy who's probably the least money scared if it's not Joseph Chong. Yeah, it's one of those two guys for yeah. sure. Probably it's Sean Winter, though. Like, Sean Winter's the one playing the 100Ks. Joseph Chong isn't, right? So Chong probably. did just win the double stack in the I mean, World Series. I mean, cool, but that's a $1,000 buy-in, right? Yeah, I he mean, won like 700K. Yeah, yeah, but like Sean Winter, 700K, that's like, let's go out for uh, for bagels. I'll pay. I got <laughs> 700K in my pocket. It's no big deal. Whatever. It's like that. It's exactly like that. Sean Winter, that guy is made of the cash. If you're ever around Sean Winter, ask him for a $700,000 bagel. He knows and where you can get a good one. He'll be like, no problem, but I'll see you there. You know he's, like, he's like, you know, when you go there, order me one, too, and I'll, and I'll catch up. And you're like, you better fucking show up because <laughs> I can't afford to. The surprising <laughs> thing is where you find the $700,000 bagel? Bismarck. Interesting. Yeah. You would have expected Bismarck. maybe New York or L.A. or something. Yeah. I'm surprised it's even in the United States. Yeah. Like, I was sure it would have to be in Europe. Well, it's one of those. Bismarck. It's one of those oil economies, maybe. I don't know. I'm making that up. Um, oh, that's the thing you're making up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not making up the bagel thing at all. No, that's for sure. You know how BuzzFeed will do like $1 bagel, $100 bagel, $1,000 bagel. Which one's better? You know, we could do that. And we could just do like frozen bagels or the $700,000 bagel. Which one's better? That's a good question. We have to actually buy both and eat both. Yeah, we're going to need to start a GoFundMe because I'm not willing okay. to drop 700 k on the bagel. Well, that's your first problem. And you can't even appreciate it. Like, it's just going to take like, taste like a regular bagel yeah. to you if you're eating, uh, if someone else paid for I it. I guess I'm being a little bit of a entrepreneur right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, have to, you have to allow yourself to grow. You and you're to, not doing that. You have to pound the pavement. You know, yeah, yeah, knock yeah. On, knock on doors. I like guys who work, not guys who shirk. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're doing Mark Cuban jokes for some reason. Anyway, it's gonna happen. This hand was. We should do more Mark Cuban jokes. We haven't done any, and he's kind of a, a nice wealth of it's, jokes. It's mostly only good if you watch Shark Tank, though. Otherwise, also, you don't get he's any of the personality. Jokes. You know, Dallas is Mavericks he? owner. I mean, a little bit. What do you mean? Is he? he what what known... Mark Cuban jokes are you gonna make that aren't to do with the Shark Tank? That guy's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's good. All right. So this was suggested by Five by Five on Twitter. Mm. 
We were the poker guys on Twitter. Five by five included a YouTube link, and he timestamped it. Five by five, by the way, is the one who made the sigils for, oh, yeah. for Poker Time, which we loved very much. And maybe we should go back to those and show them. Those one. are super nice. If yeah. he makes more, we will definitely do it. <laughs> more work, five by five. But they were amazing, and we were happy to put them on Poker Time for sure. Um, speaking of Twitter, which of course we are the two poker guys on Twitter. Well, actually, we're not. We're at two poker guys, but whatever. Um, there's been some tweeting going on that I feel it would be remiss for me to completely ignore. So I'm going to bring it up right now. First of all, Kevin Mitchell tweets, I've been a silent, staunch consumer of podcasts for years now. Okay. Cool. That's it. That's his whole tweet. <laughs> no. Well, now we know more about Kevin Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing that, Kevin Mitchell. No, he continues, I always appreciated the goofy humor of Jonathan. That makes two of us, buddy. However, uh-oh. After being told to fuck off because honey mustard, I will always be hashtag Team Grant on any matter, hashtag consequences. <laughs> consequences, buddy. So I, I guess mean, you hated on honey mustard pretzels? I, of course I did. Honey, I hate on all honey mustard because honey mustard is for trash people. Wow. Honey mustard is for people who don't belong in society anymore. Go live under the bridge, buddy. That's where you get your honey mustard. Mustard know. pretzels are good, man. Yeah, mustard, but honey mustard pretzels. Honey mustard pretzels are delight. Those are for people who drink toilet water and then they need a little snack. Toilet water is the same as regular water, you snob. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no, uh, I mean, there might be residue from the bowl. E. coli. How about E. coli bacteria in there? No, toilet water is literally the same. Drink as... it then. Drink well, it, you bastard. Well, oh, you don't have the guts to do that, do you? What ya? I'm saying is before the water <laughs> enters the toilet bowl, it is the same as the other water. If you don't know that, you know, you know, there's you're a dumb term. as hell. There's a term for that, and it's potable, by the way. Well, not all water is potable. It depends it's, on where you are. Well, guess what? What? This water is. <laughs> Until it isn't. Hey, here's another tweet from Max Sawyer, Hall of Famer. Yep. Is he on the Mount Rushmore? No. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're just making friends all over the place. <laughs> he says, I propose... Well, here's why, by the way, Max. I propose that any dish meal, sandwich, etc., that you would make with an English muffin, so far he's doing great, would be better between two warm, flaky croissant buns. Wow. He's Take, taking it to the next level. Why don't, you, why don't you get on a train to nowhere, Max, and ride it forever? He's How taking, about that? He's taking the <laughs> argument to the next level because your argument has always been the English muffin is a better vehicle yeah, to create other exactly. things. And Max Sawyer is saying, not only is a croissant a better standalone <laughs> item, it is also superior in all ways. Well, he actually doesn't say that. You've added a lot of that. But he you just know that's say, what he meant. Of course I do. Hey, Holden Cantrell also weighed in. Great. Hall of Famer. This is good content. Let's go. He said, I was surprised that Jonathan was able to pull up. By the way, if you don't know what we're talking about, because I just realized, yeah, for someone who hasn't listened to every episode, you're like, what? You have a big English muffin versus croissant feud. I think you can probably tell. People have been weighing in on Twitter. We're continuing. Holden says, I was surprised that Jonathan was able to pull out a couple tweets on hashtag Team English Muffin. But once he started rattling off more than three, I knew there had to be his burner accounts. (laughs) No way that many people are shilling for English muffins. And I just want to say... You know, man, why don't you go back to your troll hut (laughs) and close the door and watch your TV stories because shilling for English muffins is not what we're doing. We're talking about our love. It's a love. Who's we? Me and the other Twitter people. Yeah, your burner accounts. Pro pro English muffins, man. The the burden is on you to prove that those aren't burner accounts. It's not innocent until proven. Mark Testart, also a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Maybe. 
uh, replied to Holden, truth, these cave dwellers are actually just muffin bots. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, that's that's the end of that part of the, the TV show. So we've got show. the really important listeners yeah. coming in on Team Croissant. That. I, when you say important, you just mean in terms of Hall of Famers or not. Let's in terms of how frequently, Their resume. How, how frequently they participate in the discussion in one That's way right. or the other. That's right. You know? That is true. And it, what I think it says really clearly is you've got that really vocal minority, and my silent majority is just sitting there. You know, we don't feel the need to be bustly and, and show off our peacock feathers. We walk around humble. We care about people. <laughs> you know? That's, that's the English muffin crowd. <laughs> Oh, this show. I don't know what we're doing anymore. <laughs> I, it's mostly you, buddy. <laughs> I'm trying to do a poker show over here. All right. All right. Fine. Yeah. We can do a poker show. We don't have to. Though, do we? movies. I mean, I have more things to say about other stuff, but we can we can do a poker show. I'll, I'll come in later with my other stuff. Okay. Let's let's at least talk about poker for a little while. Okay. Okay. So that we can fulfill our obligation. I like talking about poker. I just like talking about bread more. <laughs> <laughs> that seems reasonable. Of course. All right. So we have nine remaining, as I said, in this 5K buy-in. Current payout is 70000 First place is 700000 So obviously ICM is a factor here. Yeah. Sean Winter is the chip leader with 10.4 million chips at 30K, 60K. So we've I, got a ton of chips. I'd be really concerned that Sean Winter's just going to win this event a huge amount of the time, If basically. we're at the table, yeah. I mean, or Joseph Chong is going to give him some resistance That's if true. he has any chips. That's true. And of course, you know, bad things happen, but still. Right. But he's got like 160 blinds and he's... Sean Winter. Good. Yeah. And he's not money scared in any way. Yeah. That's a rough, it's rough pretty, combo. Pretty good spot for him. And uh, yeah. you know how people who have all the chips and are not money scared play? Well, Sean Winter is going to play a little bit that way yeah. in this hand. He opens King Jack off. King of clubs, Jack of spades in middle position to 120K. Cool. Fine. Shalom El Harar has 5.7 million. So he's got almost 100 big blinds. It's a nice stack. Yeah. Uh, I guess he's tired of Sean Winter. And all his opening and his big stack bully. How much did Sean open to? 120. Minimum okay, open. got it, got it. Minimum open. And El Harar is going to three bet two fives in the hijack. Going to make it 320. Yeah. Let's discuss. Let's discuss. This is not a typical three bet for the most part. There are reasons to do it. One, if you think Sean is just opening every hand, which he might be. Yeah. Um, that's, a reason, that's a good reason to three bet. This hand doesn't play super well post-flop. I mean, it plays well as a set mine. Of course it does. Especially right. against a guy who's going to barrel. When you're, and when you're super deep. Yeah. Like, those are all really good reasons to just call. Um, if there are short stacks behind you, it can set up some weird, awkward situations yeah, where they like could squeeze. Yeah, if there's like an 18 blind stack that shoves, you kind of have to call, I think. When you make it 320, you probably have to call, but oh. you're not doing well. Right, right. But if you, if, you call, if you flat instead and they shove, you can fold your two fives yeah. or call depending on what you think about them. And, yeah. But it sucks kind of either way. So you, you, like, you sort of commit yourself to calling the squeeze when you three bet most of the time anyway, depending on the size. Um, it's not really a squeeze anymore, I guess. I mean, it depends on bet. how you profile the player. There are some players yeah. who are going to show up with only pairs bigger than fives and he's king there, and you can fold of against course. that range. Right, right, right. Um, but anyone who's a little, you know, got it going on, a little bit of, let me show you my butt cheek. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> That's a little different. Bit of Monica in my yeah, they, they may have to call. You may have to call against that. I don't remember so, the names from that song. If I were really, to Jessica this. by my side, a little bit of Tina is all I need. A little bit of that's Tina actually again is what I see. So he says Tina's voice <laughs> probably. A little bit of Sandra in the sun. Oh yeah, a little bit of cupcakes on my lawn. <laughs> is, that, is that part of it? A little bit of you makes me your man. So anyway, back to uh, back to the situation. So 
This hand plays super well as a flat, of course, especially when you're this deep and especially against a guy who's going to barrel. But it does mean you're often going to lose that 120K. But that's not a big deal no, to lose that 120K. I, would, I, would I argue, like a flat most of the time here. I would argue with almost 100 blinds, you're not in any sort of desperation to win pots, and like these small pots. Right. And like giving yourself an opportunity to win a small pot against Sean Winter preflop, a guy who's going to four bets you kind of a lot because he doesn't give a shit and is going to put you in trouble because he's like, well, you don't have as much money as I have. Like, what right. are you going to do about this? This is the biggest spot of your life. Like, why, why would we open ourselves up to that with two fives when we have a stack that this plays perfectly as a set mine? And I think the most important thing is Sean Winter is very likely to triple barrel on a lot of runouts. Yep. So that's great when we're set mining. That's what we want. That part is really good. I think the other side of it is you're just going to, rather than lose this pot a lot, you win this pot a lot by raising, right? And that's true. But as you're saying, the rewards aren't as great as we'd want them I mean, to be because we're so deep. how many does Winter really have? We don't know. He might be opening a huge swath of hands. But if he's opening mostly like relatively reasonable hands, mm-hmm. he's going to be like, oh, we're deep and I'm way better than this guy. I'm at least calling. Right. Well, this know? is this is the other problem. And yeah. that, that's the real question. It comes down to how often is winter opening, right? If he's opening a huge amount, he's got a lot of folds. And if he's opening a more reasonable amount, he has a lot less folds percentage wise anyway, right? Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I agree. They're deep enough. He's going to call with a lot of things. And fives, again, as we were saying, don't really play super well post-flop. Like, there's just so many boards where you don't really love You're just bluffing so much of the time, basically, or giving up. And either way, it sucks against a good player who's not going to be scared and has yeah. a lot of chips, too, and can afford to like make a, make a play here or there if, they, if he wants to. So, yeah, um, I like a call more than a three bet for all these reasons. Um, the w- another reason to raise is because sometimes by calling, you invite a bunch of other people in, so, so often the big blind, but sometimes other folks, too, and you're even less likely to win. But if we're just set mining anyway, then they're welcome in, right? Yeah. Then it doesn't matter as it much. Doesn't. I mean, sometimes they'll like make a straight against your side, but whatever, but that's, that's rare. fine. Um, I'll, I, th- I think a call has got to be the better play, at least almost always. I like, if we're in the small blind and he opens the button, I get it. Also, for, if we're shorter, right? If we've got, like, 40 blinds, yeah. we can't really set mine. We're going to be out of position. It all sucks. It's just three betting makes a lot of sense. Also, we're going to be up against a much wider range most of the time. Again, I, assuming Sean Winter isn't opening everything already. So, right. I, so anyway, I'm with you. Yeah, well, with the current conditions, it seems like a call is a better play. Yeah. Uh, somehow everybody folds, so the big blind must have had not somehow, much of a hand. Somehow everyone folds. What do you mean? It's been oh, three bet. Oh, right. It's a three bet. I was thinking there was a flat. Yeah. I'm sure a fool. Were. Yes. Because I wanted him to flat. Because you bet. like croissant. So somehow everybody folds back to Sean Winter. By the way, I just want to take a moment and say, Grant is the kind of guy who says croissant when he's like ordering. I like, do you have croissant? Do you have any croissant? He does that and it's super annoying. And the amount of times a waiter or waitress has rolled their eyes like openly is like, it's basically infinite. I just want to prove that I'm cultured. Yeah. I watched Pepe Le Pew (laughs) as a child, you know? Yeah. I mean, like I when I when I'm at a Mexican restaurant, I order everything with an enye, even if it's not an enye, even if it's a normal n, Let's just to be like I've. For like, example, Corona. <laughs> I'll get a Corona. <laughs> yeah, it's smart. Yeah, yeah. And do you say things like you know I've never been to Bogota, 
but I've heard about it. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yes. It's good. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic thing to say at a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I love it when you say that. Yeah, that's the first thing I say when, when the waiter... Because Bogota is in South America. And it has nothing to do with Mexico. But the waiter comes over at the Mexican restaurant, which is yeah. thousands of miles away from Bogota, Colombia. Yeah. And, I, and I'm just casually... Jonathan and I might be talking about <laughs> poker or something. And I'll, I'll notice the waiters there. I'll be like, oh, yes. And I was recently... In Bogota. <laughs> Bogota. Yes. I had many coronas there. <laughs> and uh, it's quite nice at this time of year. They didn't have as many tacos as I would have And then brought. I say, hola, como esta, to the, to the waitress or the waiter. See, and then, they, then they speak Spanish to me, and I don't understand <laughs> Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah. All right. So that's exactly how it happens every time. Cool. Um, anyway, bit over. Back to the hand. <laughs> 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 All right. So... It was back to winter, and this is what part of the major problem with El Harar's plan here is. Sean Winter is going to have a lot of four bets in him yeah. if he's going to be bullying the table. And guess what? He is. He makes it nine fifty. Yeah. So hand over, right? Well, how deep are we? Can you tell me how many chips we actually we've started the hand with? Full fifty two, five point two million, right? Five point seven. Five point seven million. He makes it nine fifty. Hand over. Hand over. We absolutely can't call here. The well, end. El Harar calls. Why? That seems bad. I mean, he is correct that winter is wide, but still, like, you definitely do not have the right price to set mine at I mean, this point. No, 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 we cannot call it just a set mine, and that's the, what we would be thinking we'd have to be doing. And how right? many bad flops for fives are there? Like everyone, almost all of them. <laughs> do they have? Does the flop? Here's the way you know: Does the flop have two fives in it? <laughs> did you flop quads? You did not. It is a bad flop for fives. That's that is not true. Obviously not true, but. In this case, against this four betting range, unless he's four betting constantly. By the way, if he's four betting constantly. Maybe we should click it back um, or fold. Like yeah. I don't. I still don't like a call very much. Like I just don't know what, what was this the plan? The plan was to let's put a lot of chips in with two fives against a guy who's going to like make my life hell. Why we yeah. could have just called, put about one hundred twenty k in there, and then made up our minds and played a low variance chill pot, and sometimes you know hit a big hand. Seems easy. Anyway. That didn't happen. Yeah, this is... Uh, I think this is El Harar trying to navigate against a very good player mm. and not really knowing how to do it mm. and not knowing how to deal with a situation like this and not have, probably having not thought it through before this final table began. Possibly. Like, like he's not used to playing against Sean Winter. Who is? So, but he, he's, I'm sure, is aware of who he is, at least by the point that they're at the final table together. Yeah. And is thinking, I can't let this guy push me around. But he's just doing it wrong. Calling is letting him push you around. Yeah. Um, folding is getting pushed around, but you minimize your problem. And raising is like probably a bad play in this spot. I think, it's, as we're saying, it's just a clear fold. Yeah. Like the end. Like let's let's move on. This could have all been avoided by flatting initially. Yeah. That said, now that uh, El Harar has called your Sean Winter, you're like, oh, you really have a hand. Yeah, I like, would be putting him on something like Ace King or two tens, jacks, two jacks. Yeah, yeah hands like, like that. Absolutely. Maybe ace-queen suited. He could even have queens here. Yeah. He could actually have all the big pairs and decide to flat because another bet is going to be so strong. If he's got aces or kings, he might just flat those two. He might. I don't know if El Harar is going to be a guy who is going to yeah. be willing to do that. Like a lot of players right. who are in the biggest spots of their lives are just going to want to put more money in when they are sure they're ahead. And the chips, there's already a huge amount of chips in yeah. the pot. It's like worth winning right now. It's really okay just to have no showdown That's a, That said, 100 blinds deep, I think it is optimal to flat aces and kings here. Once you get four, yeah. in position especially. Yeah, I guess, I, I guess the guy who's going to barrel. Yeah. 
But I don't. I would guess, just randomly guess, not a random guess, but like just a guess based on Hendon and player profile that El Harar is probably not going to be doing that. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Something that you should be doing is using the link in the description of this podcast to sign up for Nitrogen Sports. Jonathan, mm. have you done that yet, Jonathan? I have. I've done that. I've signed up for Nitrogen. I've I've played on Nitrogen. What are the I've benefits gambled. of using the link? Why would you do that? Well, there are actually surprising benefits. Really? Right? It's yeah. like eating blueberries, a superfood. It is sort of like that. Look what it did for Jamie Gold. Made him into a thief and a liar. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> also he won twelve million. Um, so the benefits of using the link specifically is you get access to special poker guys events that you otherwise would not have access to. You literally can't even see that they exist if you haven't signed up using the link in the description of this podcast. And when I say events, well, right now there's a monthly event that we have. It's been going on for a solid, what, year and a half, two years at this point. And it is B-A-N-A-N-A-S, Grant. That's bananas. I thank you. Sure. Do you like bananas, by the way? <laughs> I do like bananas. Yeah, Chiquita bananas. I make a smoothie every day. Using nice. I made, a smoothie. I made a smoothie today using a banana as well. That's but, amazing. <laughs> back, to the, uh, back to the ad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, the, so we have this monthly tournament, and we guarantee, well, we don't. Nitrogen does. A thousand buy-ins to this tournament. And the incredible thing is, guess what? We get like 100, not even 100 players, less than 100 players every time, which means they put in over 900 buy-ins for free. Yep. You are getting an outrageous price to play. It's insane that you don't play this every month. They're giving away money. It costs 0.1 millibits, which these days is like a dollar to play, depending on the day. Um, and they're putting it, for every dollar you put in, they're putting in like nine and a half dollars extra into the prize pool for every single player. It's absolutely bananas. As I've already said, you must get in Might there. Might even be mangoes. And get you some poker. They also, of course, have sports betting and casino games and all that. Yeah. I, I, I will partake of the sports betting yeah, in my life. Yeah, get some NFL betting in there. It's prime time, man. Yeah. Bet on uh, Lamar Jackson to score nine touchdowns in a game. By the time everyone's heard this, though, it's already the, the horrible thing has already happened with Lamar. And it's oh. out. He got hurt and it's over. I mean, that could uh, be condo- true. Condolences to the Lamar family. That could be Lamar true. Lamar Jackson family. That I know. That could be true. And, of course. Was, and then it's morbid and bad, and you're yeah. a bad person. But, I mean, anything could be true. I could say, you know, we didn't know then when we were, when we were making this podcast that dogs could talk and actually are better football players than we are. And the dog football league is the most popular thing in the world right now. And it's only been, you know, three, three weeks, but like a lot has changed. We have a dog president. I think the <laughs> NFL player getting injured is more likely than that. See, but this is that bias of yours, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that cognitive dog bias, human bias, right? And that's fine. Like people are going to have those, but this is what happens, and we're blind to these biases, right? And just as you know, Grant is blind to his dog bias. That oh yeah, there won't be a dog president in three weeks, but a football player might get injured. Okay, Grant, um, you know, Sean Winter might be blind to certain biases that he has as well. Good segue. <laughs> Getting us right back into the hand. <laughs> I totally did it. All right. Oh, good times. So after the four bet by Winter, yeah. who is the chip leader, and the call by El Harar, who started with about 100 blinds. El Harar, we are not pleased with how you're playing the hand so far. Winter with King of Spades, Jack of Clubs. Or sorry, King of Clubs, Jack of Spades. Not that it really matters. What, what was the positions again everyone was in? Uh, middle position for Sean Winter and El Harar is in the hijack. Okay. They're and, right next to each other, though, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... After El Harar calls, the pot is 2.05 million. This is absurd. And, you know, El Harar has like 4.8 million remaining. I mean, cool. Two to one stack to pot ratio with two fives in a spot where like 
I mean, if we don't flop a five, we're screwed almost always, right? Well, gonna... he gets a pretty good flop for fives. Yeah. It's deuce of hearts, three of diamonds, seven of spades. That's not to say it's going to be easy to play against an aggressive opponent who just four bet you. That is correct. It's better. I mean, it, in a way, it could be a bad flop because you of course. put more chips in and then fold anyway and, I mean, or lose because an ace comes or whatever. Or every time Winter has, you know, an overpair. Yeah. Like he's repping. That's a problem, too. Okay. So this is a pretty clear bet for Winter, right? Yeah. Deuce three, seven, rainbow. 100%. And he's got king high. And it's pretty clear down bet, right? Yes. Because it's a dry board. El Harar is calling with all of his overpairs and folding everything else. Except maybe ace-king. Maybe he, he calls call ace-king once, ace once, yeah. But I don't know that sizing is going to matter that much. Right. So Winter does that. He bets 525. Yeah, I was going to say 550 or 6, but sure. It's nice. It's good. Yeah. There's just no reason to bet more. Like, clearly El Harar can have a lot of things here. He could have king-queen suited and stuff like that, and he's going to throw away all that kind of stuff. Yep. Now, El Harar is in a spot where it's like, well... I guess I can't fold. You cannot fold right now. Getting five to one and in, in position, position, good flop. It's a down bet. We know we always knew this was coming. This was part. This should have been part of the equation. When we get a flop this good, I think we absolutely have to call. We actually have a backdoor straight draw. Cool. Like we just can't fold yet, right? Can't fold yet. But see, this but, is the problem. Look yeah. what we've done. Now we put in one point five million almost, right? Like what the hell? Actually, we have. Well, well, he does call. Yeah. So he has put in one point five okay. million. There you go. So as winter, you're mostly putting El Harar on pairs yeah. and maybe ace-king, but he might fold ace-king. We also yeah. block ace-king. He also might five-bet ace-king. Yeah. If he, he obviously doesn't believe us, right? right. We know, so he might just be going with a really strong hand. I would be putting him on like eights or nines a lot. I think, like I think clearly against Sean Winter, we probably should just be five-betting ace-king pre-flop. Like this is yeah. a guy where we're going to miss too often to be able to like have great things happen, but plays really well as a five bet, never fold and hope it, hope we don't get stacked by right. But it's so pair. scary when you don't have this huge resume and yeah, I know of course a 10 X difference between the 70 K current payout and first super scary. Of course, how are you ever going to win first? If you're yeah. super tight and scared, right? The whole of course, time. it goes both ways. You got to balance it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so El Harar calls cool. Still, he's in a terrible spot. Winter probably feels okay about this situation. He's like, well, it would have been nice if he folded, but he's going to have a lot of calls when I size it that way, and I can right. get pairs to fold later. Right. Pot's now 3.1 million. I mean, El Harar has like 4 million. Yeah. I mean, geez. So rough. <laughs> yeah. It's like okay. 4.2 million or whatever. Yeah. The turn is the four of hearts. So now El Harar is open-ended. It's deuce three, seven, four. Two hearts now. El Harar with two fives. Winter with king jack high. Winter, of course, kind of needs to follow through with another bet here when he gets called. I mean, does he really? Isn't this like among the absolute worst hands he's ever going to have? Can he just give up? I mean, the guy's going to fold so much. Like, if you think the guy is calling with all of his pocket pairs that he had, like, eights, nines, tens. Yeah. Like, you're putting him in a tough spot here. We can also make a bet that isn't too pricey that leverages a, a potential all-in on the river. You know what I mean? That's, like, implying we're going to shove the river. We don't actually have to do it, you know? Um, so that's not bad. And then he could like sit there with two tens and be like, what am I doing here? Like, I have to get the hell out before I'm all in by the river against like a guy who's just crushing me, you know? Well, winter does that. He bets nine fifteen to 3.1. Oh yeah. There you go. So that's good because he can still make a really big, but he can threaten the really big bet on the river. Problem is you're not really folding out jacks with nine fifty. You don't expect a ton of jacks. Some jacks. I'd expect mostly weaker hands than jacks. If you're including the whole range. Sure, the whole range. So, like fine. eights, nines, and tens. Yeah, I guess fives and sixes would probably be there too. If we thought, if we think this guy's even capable of playing five, we may not think this guy ever might, has fives yeah. and sixes. It's hard here. to know. Yeah, maybe like eights, nines, and tens, jacks, 
ace king ace queen suited shit like that basically something Queens. that maybe winter can pick up on here when Alharar acts like if he if he calls mm-hmm. uh winter may be able to think he's unlikely to have a set because it is like a slightly dangerous card against some of winter's range yeah so sets might be more apt to raise by the turn. To be clear, when Grant's saying that, he means like specifically it's like Ace King and stuff yeah. like that, right? Where it's like, or oh aces, no, or Aces, yeah, Aces, yeah, right. Um, but the truth is, it's not. I mean, it adds four outs, right? But people play scared in these spots, yeah. And the truth is, like, you really might get bluffed off your set on the river because Winter's like, well, you don't have very many Aces and you don't have very much yeah. Ace King, so like you're usually gonna you might re-raise those pre, right? So I can probably rep them whether I have it or not. That said. It is only four outs. Yeah. So, and we could also, no, nah, it's only four outs. I, th- I think we're not supposed to raise if we have like a set of sevens here. I think we're supposed to absolutely just call in position, leave ourselves three million and hope he shoves, basically, and hope, hope the, you know, the, the, four, the fourth wheel card doesn't come out, basically, because that's the only really scary card for us, right? Yeah. That's not so bad. All right. So what about with two fives? We've picked up the open ender. Right. We're getting a pretty good price here. We're getting four to one. I mean, we're supposed to call. Suppose we're supposed to call. Should we consider raising? It's an interesting question. Winter, um, we have a set advantage. Will Winter fold two queens if we raise? Because if he won't, I don't think we should raise. I have no idea. And I guess El Harar, no, El Harar knows he has a set advantage because he has two fives. Maybe, maybe you can't assume that Winter would put El Harar right. in too many sets here. That's a really good point. Like, he may be thinking, I don't think this guy even has sevens. Yeah. This guy can't even have sevens, so, like, it's no problem. This guy doesn't have, like, aces, kings, or pairs, or sets. He's got, like, eights, nines, tens, jacks, maybe queens at best, and, and maybe like, maybe ace, ace king. king. Yeah. Maybe even ace, queen once in a while, suited with, like, backdoor stuff on the flop. You know, that's, like, it. Which, so all of that makes me think Winter should be going for it, like, with right. such a range advantage over that perceived range. Yeah. So El Harar does call. Yeah. I think he has to. I think raising is an interesting idea. I mean, you're just going nuts, or you have a set, or you have a perfect hand like fives to raise. It just sucks every time he just, like, call. Yeah. And then you're like, and he turns over two kings, and you're out of the tournament, like, when you just didn't have to be. Yeah. No, you're right. That does suck. And But the other side of it is, and this is a reason to raise, is whenever we improve... Except if we may, if we hit a six, he isn't necessarily going to put us on a five. And, right. But if we hit an ace or a five, and he doesn't like, he may get scared of that. Now he may rep it too. Yeah. Yeah. But he also could get if he actually has kings, we may not get any more money out of him. Yep. But I guess if he has kings, we're going to be bust way too often that we don't really want to shove anything. Right. So who no, cares? We don't want that. Yeah. Anyway, Al Harar decides to call, which seems fine. It feels like, and I I actually know what's going to happen, but it feels like a five is going to come, Winter's going to shove, and Harar's going to fold a set of fives here. That isn't what actually is going to happen, but that's what it feels like is going to happen. That makes it a classic breakdown hand. Yeah, that would it? have been classic, but no, we're going neoclassical. It's a twist, baby. It's, it's like it's like the end of the end of every M Night movie. It's not every single one. It's not a twist. Sean Winter was was dead the whole time. Sean Winter's trees. It's trees. <laughs> Sean Winter is trees. <laughs> All right, so the pot is five million, and El Harar has three point three million remaining. I mean, this is, I wonder if before the river comes out of El Haro, I was like, I really am going to need this guy to check and be giving up, not checking with value. Not checking with two jacks. Exactly. Yeah. Which he really might do. Right. Like, I'm going to need this guy to give up with on Ace King, not have Ace King improve and for him to give up with it. Otherwise, like, what the hell am I doing here? How did I get in this spot? I remember in the old days of like feeling that sometimes, like playing a pot and being like, 
what the hell? Like, I put so many chips in this pot. Like, how did this happen? You know, like, I, don't, I think that's from lack of planning, you know, and like, so it doesn't happen anymore, I'm happy to say. But like, you, this is like, you, your three bet kind of put you in all, like, created and, all and these decision, tr- decisions that call the four bet, too. Of course, both those things. You're yeah. right. You're right. But that, that like opened up all these spots. Like, the decision tree really changed dramatically there. Like, we yeah. forked pretty hard left, and here we are. And now, like, we're playing a monster pot with a guy who's got a massive range advantage and doesn't have to be scared and isn't scared. That's a tough combo, man. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to, like, figure that all out and play perfectly, we're going to have to call on some shoves with just fives, but, like, it's really tough to pull that trigger. But he's also probably good enough to shove, yeah, like, pro- almost perfectly against us. Yeah. Like, he may not be checking jacks. He may just shove jacks thinking, like, you almost never like have jacks queens. plus or shoves and tens minus or calls. Probably. Or I mean, I mean, if he has jacks, he may be like, you're shoving queens anyway, right? Like, and I'm calling, so, like, I might as well shove jacks yeah. to get value from the worst hands, you know? Like, I could see him doing that. Um. Like, it isn't like you have, like, I know you have something. So, like, you're checking back all your worst hands, I think. Yeah, like, from Winter's perspective, by the way, by now it feels a lot like El Harar has something like nines. Yep. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, you kind of remove Ace-King. You don't think he's calling Ace-King on the turn, probably. Well, he picks up the gutter. He's probably not calling Ace-King on the turn, I would still, guess. He's still getting a pretty good price. I can see him talk himself. I mean, it's not that different from fives, except when you hit, you feel way better about your hand on the river. I mean, I, guess. I think I'd rather call with Ace King than with two fives. Well, fives can be ahead a lot more. Fives can be ahead, but it's hard to realize that equity most of the time against this kind of a player. Not always, but hard. Yeah, Me- meaning like if we don't improve. Obviously, if we improve, fine. But like to get to showdown without improving is hard to do with fives. Um, so we improve more often with Ace King, and when we improve, we have an easy call, which I like. You know. Anyway, whatever. This is like a little bit of uh, six of column A and. Half a dozen of column B. All right. Anyway, the river. What is it? It's not a five. It's not. It's a four of clubs. Pairs the turn to four. Yeah. So it's now deuce, three, seven, four, four. No flushes come in. Cool. I mean, it's a good run out for fives, but it's also not amazing. It's fine. What are you supposed to do with Sean Winter? Like, we could very reasonably give up at this point. It seems pretty obvious that, like you said, he's got like nines or tens. Turns out he's got a worse hand, but whatever. I mean, I think we're supposed to move in and threaten his stack against those hands. Because of the ICM. Like, not only do we have the range advantage, and we don't think he plays sets this way because he three bet and also never raised post flop. Uh we don't think this is a type of guy, like this is our perspective, not Sean Winters necessarily, but I would guess you would assume this is not the type of guy who's going to flat aces or kings. Right. We That's block good. We block jacks. That's we, good. We too. block kings if he would do it with kings. He might have raised queens at some point pre or post. Yeah. Um, he may not have, but he might, on the turn, you could see him be like, well, I'm committed anyway. I might as well like lock out your ace king equity, which would be a reasonable thing to do yeah. with queens, right? Elharar still has 55 blinds. He still has a playable stack. Like, you, you got to threaten that when you're the guy who's not scared and everybody right. else is. You can, really afford, you can really afford not to. I win. think it's a pretty clear move in here. I agree. I and agree. That's what Winter does. He moves in for 3.3 effective. Yeah. And he's like, don't snap, don't snap. I mean, yeah, and he, and he doesn't. And of he goes course. to the tank. And uh, so. I mean, this is a pretty easy answer, but what's what's winter repping? Queens plus? Jacks plus, maybe? I think Jacks plus. Yeah. That's mostly what he's saying he has. Yeah. Not much else. It's possible he would even do this with tens, but whatever. Possible, but whatever. But yeah. it doesn't matter because, like, if you're El Harar and you have Jacks, I think you're calling. Yeah. I think you've set it up so you call. Like, it'd be really weird to go call, call, fold with Jacks here. Um, it just feels like too close to the top of our range. Yep. Um, if not the top of our range. If Winter perceives that El Harar's range is jacks and lower as far as pairs, and like jacks through eights maybe, then this 
King Jack is a great candidate for yes. the triple barrel because he blocks the jacks. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, this feels like a, a terrible spot for Harar in an ice play by Winter. El Harar. El Harar, excuse me. Yeah. So what should you do as El Harar now? I mean, I've wanted him to fold like at every possible not on the turn. decision tree, not on the turn and not on the flop. Um, <laughs> and actually, but I did want him to fold when he got uh, four bet. Yes. So I actually didn't want him to fold could, in the original so race. So you just either. totally lied. <laughs> yeah. You just made some shit up. I mean, it's one thing to lie. Lying is like knowingly okay, telling you're, the mistruth. You're, you're lying to yourself and I'm revising history yeah, to try to make a point that you're about to make that is right. not any longer going to be salient. You're going to make us look like assholes. I can't. Make is that a, is that a pretty good assumption? Well, let's find out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I think he should fucking fold. That's what I think. I think this hand is not strong enough. I think we called the turn because we were getting a good enough price to draw to our ten outs, um, hoping that like not really sure if the t- either of the fives are any good if we hit them, but like in that it could make a straight for yeah, winter. Of course, and sucks, but. We might have to call if he shoves anyway because it's sort of like an ace or nothing when he shoves. Okay, well let's let's talk about it through the different GTO ways. Okay, distribution. Yeah, it's a fold. Clearly, it's the worst hand we have besides maybe Ace King if we have Ace King. We block. We block the nut straight. So what? That, that doesn't have anything to do with distribution. No, I know. Okay. Actually, actually, it does. By the way, I mean it sort of. Does. It does, but um, but that said, it doesn't matter in this case. Yeah. It's clearly too far down. Yeah. Yeah, and we're not we're not worried that Sean is like has I guess Sean can have five six suited in theory, right? But we're not too worried about that. But okay, but then no one really has five six here. But then if we if we take into account Sean Winter and, and if maybe he's been bullying a lot, combinatorially, I mean I know that we're so low in our distribution, but combinatorially maybe it's a call anyway against Sean Winter specifically, as far as winning chips. Like if Winter just has Jack's plus for value, let's let's make that as the assumption. That's a pretty okay. fair assumption, right? Sure. So that comes out to 24 combos. Yep. He has King Jack off. So how many combos of not Jacks plus do we give him? A million and a half. If yeah. we know this, if we know this about him. Yeah. Which is hard to know how much we know. Right. I assume Sean Winter's not four betting constantly because that won't work. You right. Know what I mean, so like people will pick up on that and eventually. So we are nine handed. So it's possible <laughs> the final table just began. Yeah, that's true. And maybe he know maybe or maybe he is four betting a lot and it sucks for everyone. I don't know. Um, if he was doing that, people wouldn't three bet him so much, though. So. Probably not. So it's hard to know what, as El Harar, what we would think of of Winter's range here. You yeah, know, like when we call the turn, I think we're calling not not really because we think we're ahead very often, right? When he shoves the river, the problem is, of course, if he had Ace King, he really might shove the river anyway. If he had Ace Queen, he might shove the river anyway. Yeah, you know? and he would play those hands like that, and really all as you're saying, all the other bluffs he might play that way. Anyway. I might not think he has King Jack. I may think he's giving up with stuff that doesn't pick up equity on the turn, but ace king and ace queen do. So, but even so, he's got aces. He could have a lot of. I mean, aces. you could make the opposite argument that he has no showdown value, so he's continuing because he has You're no right. showdown value. You're right, but but of course, ace king and ace queen have no showdown value either in reality. Not really, no. Yeah, um, but still, that's true. Yeah, he has even less showdown value. Right. Um, combinatorially, he probably has too many bluffs. Yeah, um, and we're probably getting too good a price. That said, there are more things at play than just chip EV. Right. There's, There's ICM and, of course, distribution. ICM really matters here. Like, we, we've locked up 70K. There's a lot of money to be won, and we have a good, play, a strong playable stack anyway. Yep. Why would we call it off with fives here? It feels so stupid. 
Like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it is stupid, but I'm saying when you're sitting there in that seat and you're like, I'm just going to be the biggest moron in the world and just call when he's going to turn over Jack's and I'll have been beat the whole way. And it's going to be yeah. dumb. Yeah. That's a horrible feeling when you're in that spot. There's like no reason to do this, which is why we didn't like calling the four bet in the first place. Right. Like just avoid this whole branch right. of this tree. Um, I don't think we should call, even though I agree with you combinatorially, it may be a call. I think yeah. we should like, we have position on this guy. We are going to be in better spots than this if we keep playing. Like, it's hard not to be in a better spot than this where we put in this many chips and have a hand this bad. You know, like, we're right. usually going to have a better hand. We can call then. You know, like, he's going to barrel a lot. Cool. Let's let him barrel when we have a better freaking situation than just a pair of fives on a board where he, all he's done is represent massive strength. Yeah. So I want to fold. That's what he does. What do you want to do? I think I want to fold too, but it's... I don't know if I knew more about Sean Winter. Maybe, maybe if I've seen this a lot from him, maybe I have to call. I don't know. Yeah, but it sucks, obviously. But like, this feels just like a really shitty way to lose almost half your stack when you started with almost 100 blinds. Yeah, you know, it feels like kind of a classic situation that I feel like you see in high leverage moments in tournaments a lot. Like the the more experienced, better player who is less worried about the current payout and what the next money jump is, just puts the other guy in a bad spot, and the other guy does the middle thing instead of one of exactly. the two things he does the i don't really know what to do but i don't want to get bullied so i'm gonna put more chips in the pot even though it doesn't make any goddamn sense to do it yeah and oh look at that i got to lose half my stack without a showdown because yeah. i didn't know what to do yeah like i feel like you see that all the time absolutely and that's exactly what happened here yeah i think you're right and i think this is one of the reasons why um better players will try and get away from hands earlier um or take more aggressive lines, or have clear... Whatever they do, they have a clear plan, and it feels like this wasn't like as well planned out, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, cool, I made it to the river, and he shoved, and it feels horrible inside. And my plan is to feel awful for a while, and then fold, because I don't know. I mean, know. it all stems from pre-flop mistakes. Exactly. It's, it's interesting how that works. Like Everything that you do later in a poker hand is obviously related to what happened earlier, and people, people who have good post-flop games but have these major preflop leaks just don't seem to understand how much they're leaking with these preflop leaks because it's it's like an exponential growth of of pain as you like make these mistakes and it builds on itself and then you lose half your stack it's crazy too because el harar if he just calls preflop instead he usually either wins a medium pot on the turn usually on the turn or maybe winter barrels three streets and he calls down but maybe even sometimes he goes call call fold like yeah. he did here but instead the pot is very small and it's an inconsequential he thing it's like affect 12 his, blinds or something yeah it, it doesn't affect his tournament this has cut his stack in almost in half things are different now for him because he did it this way so it's really it's a devastating mistake pre-flop which creates all this other stuff because once once he just it's the double mistake, right? It's the three bet, which is one level of mistake. Yeah. Calling the four bet is a much bigger mistake yep. and creates much worse problems, as we see. And here we are now in hell. Yep. In poker hell, which is like being in an elevator with Mike Madison and Lane Flack and just not enough cocaine. <laughs> not enough cocaine. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. Uh, yeah, but in the end, it didn't work out so badly for El Harar. He ended up getting second place. Mm. Uh, that is good. Winter Sean, won, didn't Winter he? won, yeah. But yeah. El Harar got his biggest score by far almost 500,000 winter one for 700 K. It may not have mattered, but had, had, uh, Harar played this El hand, Harar. Diff- El Harar played this hand differently. He may have won the tournament. He may have chaos yeah. theory though, bro. Yeah. Chaos theory. A meteor might've hit him 
if he played the hand differently. The dogs may have taken over by then. In yeah. fact, they may have taken over by the time you're listening to this. And by takeover, I mean in a friendly way, but you know, they just run everything now. But they still let the podcast go out as planned and stuff. Well, yeah, they, they appreciate fine, uh, fine podcasting. <laughs> That's good. The best. Only the best. Music is my sunlight and all I need is one mic And I can show every single MC how it's done right Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not We got one life And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne And gonna be traveling the globe We still have time to make it